G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When you are an avid reader, one of those things that you'll be looking at each year around this time as is what sort of books are shortlisted on the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards because that'll be a helpful guide as to the quality of literature that's coming out in Australia. Let's get an idea of what is on the shortlist for this year. Michael Colley is with us from Sparklit Australia and the coordinator of the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. Hello, Michael. Welcome back to 2020. G'day. Thank you very much. Michael, this time of year, we usually do a little bit of a preview to what's coming because you've got your awards ceremony set down for Thursday, the 17th of August. So a little way away yet and time for people to sample some of the books that have been shortlisted. As we go through these books, and I'd love to be able to mention every one of them. There's 10 of them on that short list. Uh, where do you like to start when you're talking about who's on the short list this year? Um, I'll start at random because they're, they're all excellent books. Um, there's, and there's also uh, books representing a, revo- a variety of different fields and genres. Um, so there's a book. Uh, I'll start it with the most um, the diffi- most difficult title is a is an academic book called uh, Hermeneutics as Apprenticeship. The title's a bit unfortunate because it's actually a lot more ac- accessible um, than it appears, and it's it's a book that any sort of interested layperson um, will find really um, interesting. It's a, it really tells us about how. Um, the best way of interpreting the Bible is actually to learn how the Bible interprets itself or how uh, the prophets and the apostles um, interpret the Bible. So it's really um, interpreting the Bible by taking as our teachers um, the writers of the Bible. Interestingly, though, Michael, I guess when you've got a book which is about uh, academic-type issues, uh, looking a little more academic than it might actually be inside is probably an advantage when it comes to the sorts of people who might pick up that book. Uh, So, It's a a lot more accessible than it appears, and uh, David Starling writes with with great clarity and um, with humour as well. It's a really playful, it's almost playful at times, but never, it's, uh, but it's, it was the pick this year of the um, of the book by a theologian. Okay, what else is on the list? Um, Our Mob God Story is uh, a beautiful book. It's a it's a large coffee table type book. Um, it has uh, it's a book um, where Aboriginal artists um, uh, tell the story of Jesus in paintings. So it's um, it's. Uh, Aboriginal Christian painters. Uh, it's a showcase of their work, of their painting um, from all over Australia. So there'll be um, styles we're familiar with, with you know the dot paintings from um, from Central Australia, but there's uh, Aboriginal artists featured from all over the country, um, and uh, over seventy percent of the Aboriginal population uh, identify as Christians, and that's something we don't really hear about in the press, uh, and it's a great celebration of uh, um, the Aboriginal church, the Indigenous church in Australia. 
And it's one we have discussed on this program before. Our Mob, God's Story, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists share their faith. Uh, let's go through this list. What's the next one on the list? Okay, uh, Taboo or To Do. This is a book um, exploring um, whether... Um, whether yoga, martial arts, Halloween, mindfulness um, uh, is compatible with uh, Christianity. This is the sort of book that needs to be um, written and published every every few years, really, as new alternative for spirituality has become popular and fashionable. Um, but this uh, this is um, a book that in, um, encourages us to to bravely into the marketplace of ideas and um, and listen as well as um, as well as speak into that. Uh, it's uh, it's a yeah, too. And the authors there, Ross Clifford and Philip Johnson. And Ross has been a guest on this program and talking along those sorts of lines, as you say, this is a, a the sort of material that needs to come out frequently and be updated. But this okay. idea of Christianity and uh, what do we as Christians think of yoga and martial arts and Halloween and mindfulness, those things are important elements. Yeah, it's a really practical book, actually. Um, so one of the questions posed is, you know, if... Uh, should a church um, make its uh, hall available for uh, a group um, wanting to teach yoga? A very practical questions. Okay, what's next on your list, Michael? Um, worship: How to use your work to worship God. This is by Kara uh, Martin, and like, many Christians um, sort of make a d- distinction between, um, I guess, m- you know, Christian ministry, work as Christian ministry, or um, working in, in a secular employment, um, this book uh, eliminates that gap and reminds us that uh, everything we do and we need to uh, do as if we were working for Jesus and that uh, um, all work is an opportunity to, to serve God. And so it's a, it's a timely reminder, I think, to, um, uh, to re- yeah, a reminder that we, we are working for God regardless of what we're doing. Let's move along the list. The one called "Changing Lanes, Crossing Cultures." Okay, this is um, a, this is another reminder. It's a guide, really, about how local churches can um, reach across cultural barriers. Um, so we don't have to go overseas to um, minister across uh, cultural boundaries, as we all know. Our neighbor in our neighbourhoods, we we meet people. Um, who uh, from different um, cultures, different uh, might speak a different language. Um, we're very familiar with the idea now of um, that everyone's our neighbour, and that's and that's why we um, we reach across overseas to serve people. But um, we need to be reminded that uh, we also need to um, be open to knowing and serving our neighbours. That is the people who live next door, and uh, this is a. Um, a guide for doing that. Um, what sort of questions we need to ask? How we ne- we can motivate each other to uh, reach out to people um, who are culturally different than we are um, in our own suburbs and neighbourhoods. And uh, working through the list, uh, Tim Costello's name appears on the list. Of course, uh, he stepped down out of his role with World Vision uh, late last year. Uh, he's got a new book out. That's right. Faith, um, and this is uh, this is worth um, looking at because um, it's written by someone who's uh, been a public Christian for a long time, and who's quite skillful at um, speaking as a Christian uh, in the public space and um, in in public forums, um, which is, um, is is challenging. Um, but he he often does that with uh, in a very winsome way and in, in, in with which with a lot of grace as well as being. Um, provocative and challenging so it's uh, um, it's worth 
it's worth reading to um, look into the mind of someone who's uh, adept at um, being a Christian uh, in public. As you say, there's Christian books from a lot of different genres. What about this one entitled Sam, A Family's Journey Through a Child's Chronic Illness? Uh, the author, Kath Henry. Yeah, uh, Kath Henry and her husband, Phil, are both pastors in a vineyard church in New South Wales. Um, and uh, this book is written after uh, a challenging experience with uh, chronic illness. Um, one of their sons, Sam, um, and the whole family really uh, had to sort of suffer and endure um, the illness uh, together. And it's a, it's very candid, and I think it's valuable for that reason, that uh, here's um, someone in Christian leadership who's willing to uh, expose... Um, the challenges they faced and the doubts that that aroused and uh, the, the tensions between husband and wife and children. Um, it's really, um, it's very honest um, and that's for that reason um, also courageous, I think. So that's a valuable book. And someone who's no stranger to this program, Elizabeth Kendall. And uh, I was talking to her just last week and she was very excited that she was to be shortlisted for the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award, but her book, After Saturday Comes Sunday, Understanding the Christian Crisis in the Middle East, it's on the list. Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's fabulous. Um, it's, it's not reading for the faint-hearted. It's uh, very confronting. Um, this is um, uh, stories um, about uh, our brothers and sisters suffering for their faith, in who are living in difficult places, um, it's a survey of, um, I guess, the politics and the state of the Christian church in the Middle East. Um, it's, it makes uncomfortable reading, um, partly because as citizens of a, a Western nation, we are partly complicit in the suffering of uh, our Christian brothers and sisters, uh, where they might... Um, uh, brothers and sisters, Christian brothers and sisters in the Middle East might reasonably expect us to um, be defending them. But in some, more often than not, the policies of Western countries uh, makes their life more difficult. And uh, that's made very clear in um, Elizabeth Kendall's uh, book. Um, and Elizabeth Kendall is um, a ri rigorous researcher and a very brave writer, I think. I admire her a lot. Yeah. Uh, Harriet Connor's book, Big Picture Parents, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Life. Another great book. This is, um, this is a book that... Um, uh, Harriet wrote um, uh, reflecting on the challenges he faced as a young parent and uh, she turned to the Bible to look for wisdom about um, uh, bringing up children um, and she got more than she bargained for and um, really the what the, the book points out that um, you know, parenting is not actually a bad art um, uh, that uh, as parents or as uh, whoever we are as Christians um, there's a bigger purpose being served by um, our lives and our obedience and um, so she places parenting in the context of um, the, big, the big picture of the Bible and the Bible story about uh, what God's doing in the world um, and that um, released her from a lot of the anxiety of um, being the perfect parent because the Bible tells us we are not, are not perfect and cannot be perfect. Um, and so, yeah, it's, um, uh, parenting in the, the age of Facebook has become very narcissistic, and this is a great antidote to that.
And as we work our way through the 10 books on the shortlist for the Australian Christian Book of the Year, the 10th one is another one who's no stranger to our 2020 program, Bernie Power, and his book, Challenging Islamic Traditions, Searching Questions About the Hadith from a Christian Perspective. Yeah, well, the significance of this book, um, well, uh, as you know, Bernie Power is highly qualified, both academically, but also um, having lived and worked uh, in the Middle East for for many years. Um, This book looks at uh, the the traditions which um, surround the Quran and by which the Quran is both interpreted and applied. Um, So these are the traditions about, the traditional teaching about Muhammad's life um, and uh, it's a, another great resource from, from Bernie Powell, um, which uh, he's written with the authority of his experience, uh, teaching experience as well. Um, so he's uh, very articulate and um, uh, writes with great authority. And the countdown's on towards the 17th of August. That'll be a Thursday evening at St Alfred's Anglican Church in Blackburn North. Not only, Michael Colley, are you going to be presenting the Australian Christian Book of the Year, but there's a couple of other categories too which uh, will be very important. And we won't be able to go through all the books and those nominated, but unpublished manuscripts for junior writers and an Australian Christian Teen Writer Award. Those are important elements for upcoming Christian authors, aren't they? That's right. This is our way of uh, discovering and encouraging and nurturing um, our future writers, Christian, young Christian writers. And let me point people to the website where you can see the lists of those authors that are shortlisted for this year's awards. You can go to sparklit.org. That's sparklit, S-P-A-R-K-L-I-T dot org. And you'll be able to see those books that are nominated, uh, those that are shortlisted. And in all of those categories, whether it be the Australian Christian Book of the Year or the Unpublished Manuscript for Junior Writers or the Australian Christian Teen Writer Award. Michael Colley, no doubt we'll be chatting in the next little while and certainly when the announcement is made, look forward to uh, another opportunity to talk about the winners. But thank you so much for taking some time to talk about the shortlist for us today here on 2020. My pleasure. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.